Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you feel the trend now? Yeah, yeah. I'd tell us that the show then. Okay, okay, Leilani, so who is your favorite Naruto character? We already discussed this, but we haven't recorded it officially. So go ahead, please. <laughs> okay. For well, the people. It's probably going to be Kakashi-sensei. Kakashi-sensei. Yes. Now, that's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah. Now, between Naruto and Sasuke, what team are you? Most likely Naruto. Why is that? Because Sasuke is a lot less interesting because he's already amazing from the start. Because he's got his kick of Genkai. Yes. Okay. I mean, but Naruto does have the Ninetale Beast in him. Mm-hmm. So, doesn't that mean that he's already got something? Like, when he gets really upset, like when they eat all his ramen, <laughs> the, it comes out. Well, I mean, he doesn't know how to commit control... Completely control it until later on. You can really well, see his progress in trying with that. Uh, is, that Jiraiya. is very true. Yeah, you don't really notice, or you don't really know that he's got any control of it until, um, what's his name? Pervy Sage. Yes, Pervy. Jeremiah. 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 That's the Simpsons. Jeremiah. <laughs> so Jeremiah comes in and kind of teaches him more or less how to control it. Yes. Reseals it because. As we know, uh, what's his name? Orochimaru unsealed Orochimaru it. unsealed him, but then he reseals him so that he can control him a little bit better. Yes. Slowly release it, and then becomes friends with him. Yes, and uh, Jiraiya name? threatened to kill him. Oh, true. Uh, Jiraiya pushed him off a cliff so that he can... Well, it's the fight-or-flight response. Yes. He knew he was going to react to it. Yeah. So, of course, so he did. He went up inside his mind and he, you know, he talked to the Nine Tails box and said, Well, you are living inside me. You gotta pay rent. Give me some of that chakra. Wow, I never heard that logic before. You're living inside me. You gotta pay rent. I like that. Speaking of which, it is getting. It is, well, the first of the month was this past weekend. It's Monday. Like, we gave you plenty Speaking of time. <laughs> we gave you plenty of time. Uh, so, it's kind of awkward, but Luis actually brought me here for this reason. We need 10 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we need 10 bucks. <laughs> so I don't know what you're going to do. But anyway, let's go back to the Naruto discussion. So anyways, he's falling down and he summons the actual, the biggest toad you can summon, right? Yes. So then that's, that, that toad comes out and is like, whoa, what the hell? You summoned this guy. Yeah. But the toad doesn't respect him because he's not powerful enough. Yeah, but then uh, Naruto just like hangs on to him the whole entire day. Oh, that's true. He's jumping around. and, you mm. know, jumping around, completely what? destroying the forest. <laughs> Typical toad. <laughs> Typical toad as I, you know. And then saw the toad episodes and giant, super giant toads. Mm-hmm. That's actually... Well, they can speak too, right? Yeah, yeah they all speak. But then there's two little ones that come out. Yeah, because uh, one of them is his son, but, like, oh. they didn't have enough chakra to summon the bigger one. So they just, like, I don't know what happened, but at some point, mm -hmm. they summoned the bigger one. I don't know what happened, but, you know. Wait, you're watching the, 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 the exams? Or you watch the exams already? Oh, wait, the first, uh, first exam that he has with his team is, like, team six or something like that. Squad, squad seven. seven. And they're with the guy with the... Kakashi Sensei. Kakashi. He's cool. I like him. He's a good and guy. he supposedly fails them and then he teaches them teamwork. So. Correct. Gotta and get the bell. And then he that passes them. Because yeah, he passes. at the end, Naruto was stripped to the pole. And, yeah. you know, they gave him his food. They so they all him. passed. Uh, and then I guess where they were doing super lame 
missions and Naruto was oh, throwing true. Missions, <laughs> the, 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 the cat. Yeah, wanting to do other missions. Then I got kind of mad with Naruto because he's a crybaby. Naruto is kind of a crybaby, but he's not as big a crybaby as Boruto, and which is why everyone doesn't like Boruto. <laughs> <laughs> but we will get to that point at some point. Uh, beyond that, um, yeah, so anyways, these small toads eventually grow up, right? Uh, yes. Konohamaru gets one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Well, eventually. I don't know how far you are, but Konohamaru gets one. Meow. And then Naruto gets the other one. And then Jeremiah gets the Jiraiya. big is a big one. Jiraiya. Jeremiah. Jeremiah gets the big one. Jeremiah. 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 Oh, nice. Okay, so between Sakura... And Hinata, which one? Uh, most likely Hinata. Because Hinata, you know, (laughs) Hinata actually helps out on missions. Wow. But Sakura over here. You're throwing shade at Sakura. I know, I'm sorry, but she's, um, (laughs) she's, uh, where I'm at right now is she's trying to get better so she can do stuff on missions. Right, but she's such a simp for Sasuke. Yes. Which is kind of annoying. (laughs) Yes. Ugh, don't like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure she moves on later, you know. No. Except they, you know, they get married. And, you okay, know, so you crap. do know. I thought you didn't know. I was like trying to dance around the whole thing because I was like, I don't know if you know that they got married in the end. Yeah, they, they did. It just, you see, apparently Naruto fails bringing Sasuke back in the first thing. Oh, yeah, terribly. He fails terribly. He gets slapped get slapped well i'm not i'm not done with the fight they're still fighting it's like a five episode fight for some reason of course it's a five episode fight I, all fights are at least five well, episodes did you ever see dragon ball dragon ball dragon ball z uh, i was gonna say z but i also was thinking of ink so i was like well any of the dragon balls you know goku is right oh uh, goku kamehameha no. Anyways, he spends like five episodes trying to transform into a Super Saiyan. It's like half of the season. And then you're just like, whoa, this guy's just been screaming for half of the season. And he's like, <laughs> And then eventually he does it. <laughs> yeah, he has... The- Four weeks, and he had to wait every week for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next time on Dragon Ball! <laughs> <laughs> You'd like it a lot, it's- yeah. Yeah, okay. the one that got That's true. Alright, alright. I'll watch some guy screaming for five episodes. Like, that should sound fun. <laughs> yeah, you could probably start off the with suspense, a... suspense, though, is great. The suspense. Like, you're sucked in it. Because you're just like, whoa, he's gonna do it. <laughs> and then if you watch the end of the whole thing, you're just like, you realize, like, man, there's like a billion yeah, levels above that. Levels. <laughs> and then you're just like, wow, he spent that much time trying to get that one. So we we will go back to the uh, Orochimaru. Orochimaru, that guy sucks. He does suck. He took Sasuke and is trying to keep him for three years to literally take over his oh, body because he's got a limit of when he can shift bodies. Yeah. So Naruto, what a jerk. Yeah, Naruto, Pervy Sage, and uh, Sakura are still trying to get him back. By hmm. finding Itachi through one of the Seven Swordsmen and then going to the oh. next Seven Swordsmen. To get to Itachi and ask Itachi where Sasuke is because they went to the Sound Village, and mm. uh, that was one of one of Orochimaru's place. But it turns out that actual Orochimaru and Sasuke weren't there. Mm. It was just someone in a mask. And it was depressing. Interesting. Someone in a mask can deceive the uh, the ninjas. All right. Looks like uh, 
We are going to take a pause here to eat food. Yes. And we will be back. In about three two, hours. One. Boom, 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 boom. Welcome back to the Oddfellas Podcast. I am here with Luis. Hello. Luis in his apartment, and uh, he's got his woman at work, as he should. Yes. The only question Cooking is, cleaning. did you tell her what kind of cake to bake you? I don't have to tell her. She already oh, knows. Oh, there it is. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's got his kekagenkai <laughs> working in full swing. Uh, but before that, I mean, assuming we get permission from... The mother goose. You heard Leilani talking about Naruto. I need a 100% commitment here. Sure. So anyways, that <laughs> was Leilani talking about uh, Naruto and Kakashi Sensei and whatnot. I know some of you are fans of the Naruto series. And Luis is trying to catch up, but uh, he can't keep up. I don't have the patience, nor the yeah, time. I don't, patience. I don't have the patience, nor the technology to keep up. <laughs> but uh, other than that, uh, we are here and we... Did some maintenance on the Montero earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good maintenance. That car has worked out well for you. Yeah, man. Uh, Would you say surprisingly or expectedly? You think the first one was a flop, and this is what it should have been like? Well, I got I got super discouraged after the first one. I was, <clears throat> well, we we after the research that we had done, we had heard good things about Great this things. car, and I bought I had bought this one, but I I had already. Knew that I bought a fucking lemon, but I mean, when life gives you lemons, make a goddamn lemonade. You know, you make a fucking lemon meringue pie. Oh. And uh, we, me and Ricky, worked on that fucking thing for a month, if not longer. A little over a month. Well, yeah, because it was time. It's yeah, like we got a month straight, yeah, but when we, July. Yeah, it was like every weekend at least. Yeah. You know? the uh, all of July, yeah. And yeah. then I sold it for more than I paid, and then I ended up buying the one I have now for. Half of what I sold the other one, so I ended up uh, looking out. And this one's been tip-top. I was just doing the maintenance on it. Yeah, transmission fluid, which is always scary sometimes. Yeah. Some people are intimidated by it, but the thing is, if you do it with the drain and fill, usually a lot better off than if you do a complete flush. Because sometimes people complain that, you know, if you do a flush, you end up with, like, gears skipping or not yeah. engaging well but i think that goes back to like when you go to a shop and they do a flush they attach to a machine and then sometimes they use like the general fluid <clears throat> yeah well i think sometimes too like the the horror stories that we hear really stand out i mean yeah. i'm sure 99 percent of all flushes do work yeah, but of course, you, yeah. you hear the one story where maybe they used that machine and it wasn't flushed. They have to flush the machine before they flush the transmission, right? right? Yeah. So you're getting all the some every transmission takes a specific kind of fluid. True. So maybe they flushed a BMW that takes one fluid and they go and flush a Chevy, Chevy Silverado that has a yeah. different fluid. And now they have a mix of these fucking different transmission yeah, fluids. Yeah, the lines and, still have some. Yeah, and now they have fluid that wasn't intended for that transmission in the first place. Mm. Old fluid from a different car. True. You know? Who knows how bad it, it just is. It messes so, everything up. So it messes everything up. So they go, after that flush, it just fucked up my car. I never flush your car. And you have flush. A... But I would I would imagine that most of the time, I guess, if it's it a works. well-maintained car and you're just in a flush. Or... 90% of the time it works yeah. every time. Definitely. I think so because otherwise it would be probably illegal by now to do a flush. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, no, don't fucking ever do it. 
But there is horror horror stories about that shit. Um, beyond that, you've taken this thing uh, to Utah? Utah, Sedona. Uh, we've gone <clears throat> to Joshua Tree. I went all over the Mojave Desert. Oh, nice. I've done a lot of off-roading on it, and it's, it's fucking held up good. Tell that, that really was good. That nasty oh, shit Havasu. I've been all over the place. So we're talking about going to Idaho next week pretty Damn, soon. Idaho? No, yeah. Utah. No, Idaho. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm telling you, Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> Get some potatoes for yeah. me. And bring me some to, potatoes, huh? We're going to Idaho pretty soon. And, uh, Damn, Idaho is like shit. You're just right next door to Washington. Oregon. I almost rolled it in Havasu. Yeah. What do you mean? I was going down the super steep like incline hill, and the sand was soft. And then <clears throat> I was going slow, and the sand started to give out on the right, and I could feel all the oh, weight shifting yeah. while the ground was moving over, and I could feel the car starting to go over. And me and my three buddies, or two buddies that were in there, we all just kind of looked at each other like, fuck, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen, you know? And then Brace for roll. I just fucking gunned it and turned into turned in the direction that yeah. I was going to roll, and I fucking went down the hill. <laughs> the guy after me was in a Tacoma, and he was fucking scared shitless. I had to drive his car down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Yeah. Man, that's terrifying. That's horrible, actually. <laughs> you never want to roll a car. Yeah. But it's so easy in those places. Like, you know, you ever see like rollovers happen and they look so casual. Yeah. Like, it's like, like, like all of a sudden. Yeah. It's just like, a, wow. One that, little thing. That's you know? all it took. It's usually when they shift, they turn the wheel in the, in the opposite direction. Yeah, they're of trying what, to correct it. Yeah. Certainly. And then it helps the roll. You yeah. Know? And it doesn't take much. Especially <laughs> yeah. if your car is really lifted and all that. You, you got know? the high center Your center of gravity. gravity's high. Yeah, and you're already tossing yourself. Or you have momentum already going in that direction, so the weight's already shifted. Yeah. You know? So you just <clears throat> screw yourself over. Yeah, man. Well, we can't wait till you fucking get get something. Ed, you know we'll what? Figure it out. Don't get impatient. We'll, get well you there. know, what is patience really? How long has it been? <laughs> You've had the other four. Time is relative. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all a matter. You know, of I'm just time. excited to get you out there. Yeah. I'll get out there, man. Unfortunately, I'm like, oh, God, I want to, I want to get there already. But I don't want to jump on something that's just kind of like a. Yeah, I already did that. Be patient. It, was kind of like yeah. a, it always bites you in the ass when you're. Yeah, impatient. so you're just like it's better to wait for something. There's always something that comes up that's just like no issues, good to go, good deal. Yeah, it's like just freaking jump on that. You should have been patient instead of being like, this is all that's available right now. What's the best of this this lot right here? So I'm gonna jump on that one. It's like no, you could just wait like two weeks, and there's usually like a refreshing of. You never know when the one's gonna be posted. And yeah, you just like, got to be active on yeah, whatever you're looking. If, if you got the money ready, it's I like just that's, set alerts on everything. I set alerts on on offer up. I don't know if Craigslist has it. I don't use it that much I anymore. I don't think they do. But um, I know that there's alerts on Facebook Marketplace and all that. Huh. Oh, I, I Mercari. Don't use I use Mercari, but I haven't bought anything big off Mercari. Just mm. like random shit. What is that? Mercari is like offer up, but it's like nationwide. It's a lot of it's like based off of mailing. You know. Oh, I see. <clears throat> so you kind of have to trust the people, but I think that, you know, Mercari takes good care of the, like, that situation to make you more trustworthy. Right. Like, so if you buy, like, some fucking, Garbage somebody scams shit. you or something, I think Mercari takes care of it. Hmm. It's cool. I find a lot of stuff on there that I, I can't find an offer up. So I just keep searching through all these, especially for, like, special lenses for, like, the vintage camera. Right. Or, I've been trying to look for, like, a medium format film camera. And, medium uh, format? Yeah. Jesus 120 Christ. millimeter. Yeah, so there's, is a film actually fucking massive? Yeah, it's like a square, like probably like two inches, two inches squared. Shit. Every 
Like a Polaroid. Yeah, almost. so you don't get you normally get what thirty six pictures on a good uh-huh. uh, thirty five millimeter. Yeah, I think you get sixteen. You get about Holy half. Shit. About half the pictures, but the resolution's like great. Well, yeah, it's fucking massive. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Back in the day, how the fuck did they blow pictures up? You know, I'm saying this because I I didn't fuck. I don't. I have no idea, so I can't imagine without computers. I don't know, man. How I don't, do you I do don't know how they blow it up. I think they would have to like scan the picture, develop the picture. And if it's like pre-digital 100% where you can't like scan it on anything, mm-hmm. I would imagine that they would have to, <laughs> in my mind, they would have to shine a light like a projector mm-hmm. through the film that they have on a bigger oh, scale sensitive film. expose it onto that. Onto that. That's the only, but then you'd have, I would, I've true. never heard of big giant film like that. So Man. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Interesting concept. Or how do they even that. get the film from... The film from the the film itself to like a printable to the picture to the like a magazine or a book. To, yeah, no, no, no. Like to the yeah, like the picture itself. Like yeah, you put a picture in a magazine. Yeah, or something. like have, you want like we print it out. We have a digital. We print it out. But yeah, how do they get back in the day? I don't even know how they designed logos back then. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can draw them, yeah, certainly. But how do you get yeah, them? So, they carved. So they whittled, they whittled them out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> they could just giant stencils just like slowly like they call them slow hands yeah and he's the one he's the one you need to go to he's just, he gets the he made the coca-cola logo yeah. <clears throat> but yeah i never understood how how that happened how the, how the printing on shit happened i know they use silk screen and back of the day they use a lot of like printed labels to just lap onto bottles i i just can't imagine or even like how. printing old books they had to use those big presses and every page is unique, right? Because every yeah. page has different words in yeah. the last page. That means, in my mind, they would have to have uh, templates for every page yeah. and then press it onto page by page, switch the template, go to yeah. the next page, press it down, next page, press it Dang. down. Like, it would probably take a day's work or a couple of days' worth of work to print one book. Jesus Christ, the art you know? of war must have been And imagine bitch. thinking, like, when people would burn fucking libraries of books. Like, oh, that's probably why it was such know? a huge deal. And then we always talk about the Library of Alexandria. Yeah. They were, those weren't copied books. They were handwritten scrolls and oh, shit, you know? True, yeah, they were yeah. one-offs, you yeah. know? So, like... The truth about the Bible is in there. Yep, or in the uh, Vatican safe. I mean, it's definitely in there. We know that much, at least. Yeah. The Dead Sea Scrolls. That would be the ultimate enough. fucking heist. Like, what if we just got like a bunch of fucking people? Like, how they stormed the Capitol? Let's storm the fucking Vatican. You know? <laughs> Surprisingly, there's like minimal security. Yeah. <laughs> walk in, oh, like, more secure than the I, fucking capital of the U.S. Oh, dang. <laughs> Like forts and freaking yeah, there's like all kinds of and they're their own country, so they probably have laws like saying we will kill anybody without a doubt. It's legal yeah, for yeah, us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's worse than every fifty one. Yeah, sure. like we're not fucking around. You're gonna die, man. Because the the truths that are in there, let's just say, are they're world changing. <laughs> yeah, it could definitely change like the the status quo, the paradigm, or whatever that we're used to. You know, you think yeah. about like what if the Bible only had. You know, three true stories in it, and the rest were just filled in. Bunch of you random know, and the stories. real Bible is buried in there. You know, a bunch of different yeah. scrolls or shit. There's names that we've never heard of. You know, like they have the Book yeah. of Enoch, and there's probably names that we've fucking never crossed anything. You know, yeah, just been, true. Elaborate on things that maybe the Bible just yeah. skimmed over. And it's like talking about what if it says like, what if ancient aliens was fucking right, and we were visited by extraterrestrials yeah. or gods? You know how they call them, and we were our like the 
splice genes of like an ape and their blood and you know they talk about that shit. they talk about that show the the babylonians the babylonians the sumerians the ancient civilizations that were super advanced but somehow managed to disappear apparently the I think the Sumerians are credited to maybe build, possibly building like the the pyramids. Or something. Yeah, they're saying even older civilizations that even just have never. I just read a book called Fingerprints of the Gods. I highly recommend it by uh, uh, Graham something Graham. Uh, I forgot what his name, but he's like a like an outlier. He's a uh, paleontologist, and he fucking uh, has these theories, and he's going like, "Well, just the facts." He's like showing. He's just like. <clears throat> The pyramids have, some of them were built without anything inside the tombs. You know, mm-hmm. like they're saying the tombs were used. There was open rooms. Like, right, why would yeah. they have a pyramid and just leave an open room? You know? Right. Uh, and he's looking at like the Sphinx. The Sphinx is actually supposedly older than the pyramids alone. Like, they mm-hmm. just built on that site because the Sphinx was Sphinx was an attraction. Oh, and they start talking about like the foundation of the Sphinx is perhaps 10,000 years older than the Sphinx itself because they're looking at the age of the stones oh, and it, the weathering on it. And they're talking about how the water used to be there and there's like Some water lines shit, yeah. on the stuff. And they're saying that his at theory at the end of the book, what he was saying, he's like, well, tectonic plates. He, there's another word he uses was like kind of he, the, the way he describes it is that like if the world is an orange, think of like, the skin of the orange floating loosely over the the mm. fruit of the orange. So he's saying that sometimes when the you know poles of the the magnetic poles shift, the skin will also shift slightly. So he's saying what, what we know as Antarctica mm-hmm. has been proven to have you know trees and fruits, and there's even like cases where there's mammoths that have food, fresh food in their stomach that mm. died eating. They were flash frozen. Right. Some bizarre events that happen like that. But going back to this, the the plate tectonics kind of theories, that he's saying maybe the Earth has shifted right. in a sense to where Egypt now is dry, but it might have shifted just enough to where it was it was tropical, and there was right. proof to where it was in a tropical, yeah. watery, wet kind of land. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that what we know, the only continent, he's like, what's missing? He's like, there's something missing. There's a huge piece of history missing, and we don't even know it. And he thinks that it's all what is buried under Antarctica. He's saying what it used to be in a tropical zone, it shifted over, and there's clues to where our our past lives from has been mm. preserved in the ice or crushed by the immense weight of weight of the ice. But Jesus Christ. <clears throat> he thinks that there's uh, clues to ancient civilizations that existed right. way before we thought is old. Like right. he's thinking there's stuff out there that's so old that we can't even imagine. examine it. We can't even imagine it. He's saying the human race is our idea of what the human race is, is, it's, it's a lot older than what we give it credit to. It's beyond those apes yeah. and Neanderthals, that w- those uh, yeah. supposed missing links like the Lucys and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, all those. Yeah, and he's saying that like wow. in general, uh, Egyptologists are so stuck. They're stuck in like this idea that they put out there, and they're stubborn, and they they won't look at anything else. Like well, even when the evidence is right in their face, they just ignore it. You know? Yeah. Well, Egyptology is like a whole genre in it of itself it's like it is one thing it's not history it's yeah. like yeah. egyptology yeah so it's like i think when you've developed that much of a uh what, what would you say that like a that much of a it's almost like they've built their own religion about yeah based about the, exactly. their own ideology so, that's they're not going to change they've connected to yeah it, so yeah. now it's like they're almost like they're just 
trying to maintain the status yeah, quo and exactly. it's like what are you trying to do because people have built careers on it people are making exactly. money off of it everything's fine for them the way it is the people in power like, so for them to change the it would mean for them to change the quality of life that they've developed off this whole ideology yeah that's kind of weird though but it's like it happens a lot in in like science and stuff like that you have a lot of egos and a lot yeah, of uh, things yeah, yeah. like that so you know, it's not really. Sometimes it's not about progression, and it's not about uh, advancement. It's more about like just trying to maintain what's there. It's like, no, no, this is working for me. Let's just fucking do it. You know, I don't need some hotshot guy over here telling me that the, the the pyramids were like some sort of a reactor that did shit. You know, it was like this. That's kind of that's crazy. You, you fucking make no sense. <laughs> Even though kind of like, if if you look at the, the if the the Nile River was higher, which it was proven that it probably was higher. Oh, they had ships too. They had ships, and he was and he's like they had so much ships that were so well built and so large mm. that it doesn't make sense for them to have them on the river. Like these were seafaring right. people, and the reason he said believes they're seafaring people because in order for you to be ca- classified as a great seafaring nation or a people, mm-hmm. you have to understand the stars. Right. And he's, and he's saying the mostly landlocked peoples or civilizations never really study the stars to the extent that the way that the Egyptians did and in in order for them to understand the stars and that, that level you have to, you need a purpose for it. And it's like to navigate the ocean is the main purpose and understand the stars. And he's saying like, it comes in, it comes in, um, like levels so if you understand the stars you can navigate the ocean and if you can navigate the ocean you can map the world mm. you know and he opens the book with the uh this map called the uh perry something line map or something and uh mm. he talks about this ancient map that is so old but it's so exact it, it was super accurate and he's talking about why is this map that's so old even dated it's mm. been dated it's so much more accurate than maps that came after it and actually right. for hundreds of hundreds of years maps could not be as accurate as yeah. this one they somehow lost the craft they yeah. lost the art and he talks about that with the buildings and and, and uh, egypt he's like something about the civilization before us had something that they can they can do things better than we can and we right. lost that knowledge and we had to relearn it we learned it in a different way again you yeah know? right exactly yeah there's, there's a way that things were done that that was refined graham hancock is his name graham hancock okay. graham hancock didn't he write that fucking book the bible dispel or something like that i think he did but he yeah. writes a lot of great books but he alternate like theories to this shit and it's like yeah but he supports it with like evidence he's just a guy who right yeah who wants the truth, but he isn't part of the status quo. So he's like questioning everybody. And he invites everybody to challenge him. You know, and he's not like trying to be some fucking weirdo. He's just I like mean, this. As it should be, really. Yeah. He's like, right? dude, just prove me wrong. That's all I want. Like, yeah. I, I found this evidence. Prove it wrong. Like, don't just be like, no, that's just not what we know. Yeah. Actually prove something. Like, come so, come up with something contradicting. Yeah. Like a better. And then that's proof. There you go. A better alternative. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, when it comes to... Um, Egypt and the pyramids and all of that. I think there's a lot of things that are starting to kind of like Perry Reese map. It's called the Perry Reese. Perry Reese yeah. map. Yeah, but even can... underneath the um, like the uh, the Savannah Desert, there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of uh, intrigue there. They say that there's a lot. Like there used to be a giant civilization that was yeah, and then sand too buries everything. Even the Sphinx itself, like every forty years, was covered. It was was covered in sand up to its head mm. they say they've had to re dig it out like three or four times holy smokes you know interesting. uh you ever read the uh or or heard about the book of uh knights in uh knights of arabia 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, is it a story? It's a right? short stories. Yeah. But in in that book, it's like um, a lot of people say that there's a lot of like actual relevant knowledge in there, like stories, but that have actual knowledge in them. We talk about things like uh, uh, civilizations of giants and like genies, which are like magic users that like live in in the deserts and and people caravans used to encounter them back in the day, crossing the desert. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently there's a lot of, like, magic out there. That's why, like, for example, like, Aleister Crowley would go to, like, Egypt and wander around the, the desert trying to find this knowledge because he'd try to encounter these beings or these... Uh, 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 entities. These, uh, have these, yeah, exactly, entities that would uh, I- enlighten him with uh, certain knowledges. But, yeah, apparently there's a lot buried underneath those sands that is just kind of, like, probably better off buried to some, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's same same idea, I guess, as Antarctica, which is like basically just buried under ice. Yeah, it's just buried. It's just hidden. It's hidden from our view. Yeah. It's very hard to read. So like, which is scary to think that there's all of that unknown knowledge and all yeah. of the fake history that is being just kind of told to us, so that we can just accept. I also think too, like the one of the main reasons why the U.S. Is, has been bombarding the Middle East with destruction for the last forty years, you mm. know, is, is because that's like the basically the epicenter of where, you know, I, I would say developed, you know, civilizations have came from, right? The Egyptians right. and all these other people. Yeah. It's like how much priceless fucking un things that we can never get back. Have we destroyed like relics and buildings and shit like that? I wonder if they knew that the truth was there. So they're just like, let's just destroy it because, yeah, you know, let's make reasons to destroy it. True. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Terrible terrible to think uh, but the thing is that at this point they've kind of done a really good job to where i think there's people preoccupied with too many things to even question things mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I mean, if it did come out we'd be like what are you talking about i like, mean there was yeah. just shit released about ufos nobody really nobody gave a shit we, i always it. thought that if that ever came out we would fucking lose our minds Everyone and nobody would go ape shit nobody batted an eye you know and there's been plenty of movies that come out that just kind of like almost makes it normalizes it yeah it's yeah, like yeah. oh yeah the aliens yeah yeah they're there or whatever or they're not there, or is oh that's just fake. So if you watch a movie and you're like, oh it's just a movie, it's make believe. When you see it in real life, you're like, oh that's just a movie, that's just make believe. You know, I think it, it kind of desensitizes people to the idea that something might not be real, even though it's like, nope, the Pentagon has released official footage yeah. that they don't know what this is, and yeah. it's like, ah, it's like ah, that's not real, it can't be real. Like this yeah. is on official news, released by the official Pentagon. <laughs> it's just kind of like, wow. They did what they did, and they did right. Maybe that was a way of them to, like, test it out. Yeah, To see maybe. if they could actually release something, and people would still be like, whatever. Yeah. It, Ronald Reagan gave a speech one time when oh, he yeah. talked about Ronald Reagan, yeah. uh, one of the great unifying forces that we're going to have is a, alien an alien invasion because it would right. unite all of us for what a cause okay. or something like that. You know, It was like, one way right. we can get everybody to stop fighting is if we just had a... A different enemy, like an alien invasion or something like something that. Something that's yeah. like out of this world. Yeah, so bigger than us, yeah. So that way it's Team Earth against yeah. Team Aliens. But that's true. That was a weird kind of eerie insight to give. It's like kind of like, huh. Like they've probably talked about it behind yeah. the scenes. Like, whoa, what if we... It's probably being know. tossed back and forth at the time. There's a theories out there. I forgot who, what the name of the gentleman was, but he has a big big theory about you know that our alien invasion is really going to be us fooling yeah. us for control yeah that, that's what a lot of um a lot of uh those conspiracy theorists yeah. are saying they're saying that the 
and even people that claim to talk to actual aliens uh that that, that could be debated obviously but they say that the actual alien invasion is going to be uh orchestrated by the government to mm. uh, create a thing the aliens have been here the whole time they've been working with the governments they've been doing whatever and that, that that's what they're planning to kind of herd everybody into one corral and be like no look we all need to yeah we well, need to worry about those wolves stay would, in the corral it would work dude because like look how scared we got over covid you know oh yeah that was huge it was a pandemic shut down everything never seen a country shut down we i mean we saw the it. world shut down the world shut down and then yeah, it wasn't in- even a country it was the world yeah india is going through it right now supposedly but yeah, like india, india like, took a while but india's sanitation standards are really low but, yeah, they're and their their population density is really high. Like they're going through yeah. shit right now. They're di- there's like seven people dying every like minute or something Jesus like that. Christ. <clears throat> I was gonna go back to what um, Graham Hancock said, like towards the middle of the book, he was talking about all these civilizations have one thing in common is that they all talk about uh, an individual who comes and gives them knowledge it's like you you, you see a tribe there's like tribes of savages who are uh cannibals and he goes and he teaches them you know how to live off the land how mm-hmm. to live in peace and he does it over and over and all these tribes have different names for the same individual bearded individual mm-hmm. in our culture is jesus and they all have a <clears throat> uh basically like a story about this man who comes and t- passes on not ancient secret knowledge to them mm-hmm. something they didn't have before he shows up he teaches them and he disappears and uh i thought it was kind of funny and in my mind i was like man it's fucking like a time traveler or something <laughs> yeah you know? i mean it could be he kind of hints at it he never really says time yeah, traveler right. but he kind of hints at it in my mind i was like well it's logical if it's, if if they knew what they wanted history to go into, they can go back into ancient civilizations and give them a little boost. You know, right. they can go, all right, it's the year 4,500 and we don't have as much, you know, what we need at this time or whatever. Yeah. We need more. So they go back and they give human development a boost that boosts right. them like a thousand years ahead of time, you know? Mm. So they go, okay, let's teach these fucking earth, regular, like tribal people how to, uh, you know, harness metals. Right, you know, yeah. uh, take them into the Bronze Age, you know, and uh, that, you know, ahead smelt. of time. They yeah. know and they're in their and their alternate universe where they're living in the future is that they know that the Bronze Age kicked in at, you know, the year, you know, 1208 B.C., Things you know, can be kind of like orchestrated and timed. And yeah. Organized. So they just have like these characters, these people who are from the future to educate these people, you know, to cut the learning yeah. curve down. You think maybe we're in that alternate universe where it's like we're just all the rejects time where there's so many versions of Jesus. Yeah. Where it's kind of like we're just in a version where it's like all of these. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck. Okay. We got to go further back. All right. We, we got to go further, further back. back. And we have all the fucking all the versions of them. Yeah. All the, all the lame versions all that the, never worked out. Yeah. And we just ended up with the latest one. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible. We're the freaking trash reality. <laughs> it could be. Who knows? Maybe the government knows. That's why they're just kind of like, fuck it, whatever. We'll just fucking throw an alien invasion. Yeah. And put, get these people under control, goddammit. Hey, you've probably been there. Uh, there's that, like that, I like, suppose like a haunted house off of Turnbull Canyon. Oh, you mean, uh, what do you call it? What do they call it? Hell House? Hell House or Witches something or whatever. But I, I just found out through a TikTok that Anton LaVey, Anton LaVey was there. Like he spent time oh, in was the he house. actually there? Yeah. 
Maybe that's where it came from, but I never knew like why people called it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they called it like Hell House or the or some they they always but it's something like that. If, if you're from Whittier, you you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Up Turnbull, there's a freaking Hell House or a, where supposedly there's like satanic rituals held and stuff like that. And if you go up to the gate, there's a mysterious black dog that kind of like guards the property and stuff like that. I think that's true because I I've driven up there and there is black dogs there. But they're they're for security. They're not like some creepy dogs that just stare at you or nothing mm, like that. Red eyes security dogs, yeah. So they're black security dogs. But I had no idea that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know Anton Levey had spent some time in the house. Interesting. So. I wonder what does go on there. I mean, Whittier has some high elites that are old. That's like old money, old wisdom, old. Practices. Yeah, that's why I wanted to get part, be part of the Freemasons in this city, so that I can maybe meet people that know some shit. Yeah. You know? You know, we still have uh, swastikas at the base of our lampposts. Yeah, seriously, at the base of a lot of our lampposts in this in our town, there are swastikas. Now, but the the thing is, a swastika is a is a symbol. Beyond the Nazis, beyond the Third Reich, it's a symbol of the sun. Like sun. I think worship. the Nazis inverted it, so maybe yeah, they, maybe they, they twisted it on its side, or they made it like they flipped it too. So like, say if the little hands go left, the oh, Nazis made the, the hands way. go right, right. and yeah. they inverted it. So. Because pe- pe- I think even in Indian culture they have they use yeah, that yeah. symbol. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, yeah, as like it's a sign. Yeah, the sign of the sun or something. It's yeah. something. It means something completely different. They just right. used it. To- the Third Reich was like, well, we're gonna whatever they wanted to be. They used it for their own purposes, but it's widely recognized and credited to uh, Hitler's Nazi Germany. But uh, yeah, there's a. I've never seen the way that things are going or anything like that. It almost looks flat, like squarish. But I don't know what direction or anything like that. Yeah, but maybe at the bottom of the, ba- uh, the the light posts in Whittier, Uptown Whittier, there's swastikas uh, underneath there. You can look yeah. for them. Yeah, not all of them have it, but if you look, all the green light posts, like they, the they have it. They either have the swastika or like a variation of it. It yeah. almost looks like it, but it's not it. It's like just a regular like a pattern square pattern. Of, yeah. Like square waves or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember when I first saw I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> what, what, what city did I move into, huh? What the hell, man? Yeah, yeah but the, yeah, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of old history in Whittier. There's a lot of uh, things around here. And then there's a lot of old people that have yet to die off and a lot of families that I think want to maintain the status quo around here. They don't really care about anything else. But uh, who knows? Maybe someday they'll die off and people will take over and it'll become a flourishing city. But it has... Somewhat, I guess, stayed nice. Maybe yeah. because of it, they protect the uptown architecture. They don't allow crazy parties or or shows or concerts to happen in uptown. So it kind of keeps it nice and safe for the most part. I mean, I was robbed at gunpoint over there. Yeah, you were. But you know what? As soon as we call the cops, like literally, I don't think a minute went by. There was like five cops that just swarmed the area, and it was like, man, I feel safe. <laughs> like you call the cops and you say gun. Yeah, you're not. You haven't even hung up with them, <laughs> and they're already there. Yeah, that's that's good that they responded that quick. I mean, what yeah. more could you ask for? You can't stop the guy from doing it, but yeah. the people who are there to protect you showed up real quick. Yeah, yeah. they're around. So I did yeah. say I was a white woman in distress. But <laughs> <laughs> my name is Karen. Like, Where's Karen? I'm in distress. Where did he go? Is this him? I start shooting anybody who walks by. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Anybody that looks in our direction funny? Yeah. Good times, though. It was a fun yeah. experience. I'm glad I lived yeah. through it. Made me weaker. How did, like, how did you feel? Did you feel, like, as scared as you thought you would feel if somebody had a gun to you? No. 
it felt surreal. It felt like I was not really experiencing it. It felt like I was kind of there. Because the dude was like some cholo. So it's just like fucking people I've grown up with and I've known. It's like. So when he's acting tough, I'm I'm like, that's my cousin acting tough, bringing out a gun and being like, hey, fucker, I'm going to shoot you. And I'm like, ah, get the fuck out of here. Mm. You know, so it's like you almost like, wait, is, this, is he for real? Like, is this guy for real? Like, you just don't know how to take it. And then you're just kind of like, all right, well, I guess. And then, uh, you know, you look at Ryan's face and he's just like <laughs> oh. <laughs> paralyzed. So who it was you, Ryan, and who else? And Joey. And Joey. And Joey, yeah. And uh, yeah, but Ryan was like, he looked like he was frozen. Joe was kind of just being cool. He's like, all right, you know. And then uh, I was just kind of like, I wasn't sure if I was like, oh, should I be scared? Should I be, you know, what, what's going to happen? I think but, my my mind would be like, do something, should I do something stupid and like try and be that, tough and save, that's, save that's us or get shot? Saying. Yeah. But the thing is that there was, there was two of them. Oh. One of them stayed back, like far back. So it's like if we were wrestling with this guy, that guy's got a gun. Yeah, we like our bah, backs bah, are to yeah. him. So he can just fucking come up or stab, even just stab us. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like a lot of things that that we thought of and Joe said later on that he thought of as well. But it was like the, the scariest part was when he told us to turn around and start walking. I was kind of like, like not being able to see him. Yeah. Knowing that he had a gun. It was like, what if this guy just wants to fucking get rid of any eyewitnesses? You know, what's what's he got to lose? None of us are turned around. We can't see him. And uh, so we just kept walking and. Sure enough, Joe was like, it kind of turned around. He's like, the guy's gone. He's like, all right, so what do we do? And then we just fucking try to find people. And um, we told him, like, hey, can we use your phone? We just got robbed at gunpoint. Like, we need, we need a phone. He took our phone. So we called the cops and fucking just fucking swarmed the place. Went into the motel where they came out of. The fucking cops were all bold. They're like, it's fucking, we're going to knock every fucking door. If you recognize anybody, you let us know, huh? <laughs> it's weird here. We do shit right here. <laughs> uh, did you get your phones back? Uh, no, I never gave my phone. Oh. I left it in my pocket. I was smart. They're like, all right, phones and wallets on the, on the, on the hood of the car. And uh, I put my wallet, and I guess he saw, like, other phones, like, their yeah. phones. And he was just like, that's it. Like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. He grabbed everything. He's like, all right, well, turn around and start start walking that way. So we did, and we started walking, and that was that was pretty much it. But I never gave my phone, but my phone was dead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, yeah. why don't you just use your phone? Yeah, then? my phone was dead. So I was just like, fuck, dude. But, you know, canceled everything right away, all the cards and everything. So it was just like, they didn't take anything. I had, like, six bucks cash. The biggest hassle was like having to go get my ID again. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't that that horrible of an experience. I don't think ten out of ten would do again. I got uh, well, somebody tried to rob me when I was like I think I was like a junior in high school. I had a my sister used to live across the street from me. And I lived in Hemet, and <clears throat> I took my bass and my amp over there, and I was walking home like at two in the morning, and some guy came up behind me and put a knife to my throat. And I had <clears throat> had my bass in my left hand and a little small, like, one-by-eight speaker, like a small... It was a guitar amp, actually. And uh, he had my a knife to my throat and said, give me your shit. And I was like, yeah, for sure, man, just don't fucking kill me, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, I'm going to let go so you can just give me your stuff. You yeah. Know? He's like, you can go. I'm not going to hurt you. And I was like, all right. Yeah. But that's when I was, like, head over heels in love with music. Like, right. I was like, this is my everything. Like, I always thought to Fuck myself, like, music, if my house bro. burnt down, I would take my bass before <laughs> anything else, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I put down the bass case, and then I had an amp, and it probably weighed about, I don't know, 15 pounds. 
So he backed away, and I just fucking turned around and just swung my amp <laughs> against his face, clack. And I remember I hear I've heard his jaw break or something. Fuck. I heard cracks, like maybe yeah. his tooth or something. Yeah. And he's like ah, like screaming, you know, <laughs> like grabbing his face, and I just grab my fucking shit and run, 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 Fuck. run to my house. But I was already in my apartment, like walking into my apartment complex on the yeah. street. So I was. I was uh, on the other side of the apartment complex, but I already knew my way around, so yeah. like I just kind of cut corners and yeah. did different things and went back in my house. My heart was but... racing, and I was like, "Fuck, man, this guy could have killed me over a fucking base." And yeah. I thought, I, I, looking back, I was like, "How stupid!" I just let him take the fucking shit, yeah. Because what if he slit my throat, you right? Know, yeah, for a fucking secondhand bass and a yeah, guitar amp. You don't fucking, you don't think of that. Those, those times, yeah. like naiveness. Yeah, I wonder what happened to him though. He probably had his fucking jaw broken or something. I probably fuck. did. I mean, if he smoked enough crack, he didn't feel shit. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, ah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. But, yeah, it's probably what he just wanted to sell shit, pawn it off real quick yeah. and get some quick money for it. Yeah. But I remember thinking, like, like everything in me was telling me just give it to him, cooperate. And then just, like, within a split second, my my body was like, fuck no, hit him. <laughs> and it just went with it. Take him out. Take him out. Yeah. Well, at least you took him out. <laughs> yeah. He's got a... Yeah, he'll remember that at least. There's another story, too, walking down the alley from my house, and I had just my bass guitar in my hand, but I had a like a 10-foot or a 6-foot long USB phone charger cable. Mm-hmm. I had the cable in my hand, and I was just taking it from my car to my house, and this like skinny little fucking runt of a tree. He probably weighed like a buck 20, mm. you know, and he was just like, give me your shit. And I was like, come on, bitch. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, and he didn't have anything. He just said, give me your stuff. Yeah. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have a knife or anything. I just started fucking slapping him around. I pooty tanged his ass with the fucking, <laughs> with the fucking cable. Yeah. And I was like, you ain't taking it, none of my shit. <laughs> just yeah. Whooping just whooping him, man. And then he just fucking, I just threw him down. I, Kept going. He went his own. I didn't even run. I, just, <laughs> I didn't even run. I, yeah. I stayed there and I fucking talked to him for yeah. a minute. I was like, "Hey, boy, you you know you got to yeah, change your life." He just kind of like got up and like shamelessly walked away. Yeah. He's like, "I tried," or shamefully walked away. <laughs> You're like, "I tried." I yeah. Did Trying to get a quick score. Yeah, he was just. There's no chance. Like I probably weighed twice as fucking twice yeah. as much as he. Like, what he had to been like do? seventeen, man, or something. And I was only. I was still young. I was probably twenty three or twenty four. He's probably desperate for it. But yeah, he's probably, probably done it a couple times and it worked. Like yeah, maybe like on some somebody that was just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, here, here, yeah. Because he looked apart. He looked like a troll shaved head. Oh right, yeah. Clothes, so he yeah. looked intimidating ish. Yeah. He should fucking stand there. Like, um, wait, what are you gonna do? Like, you got a knife? You got a gun? No. Because if you don't, I'm not gonna uh. give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a knife. Oh, oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Here's my wallet. You want my pin number? Yeah. If you run real quick, you can make it before I cancel the card. Yeah. The nearest bank's on the corner. <laughs> Get my GPS location. Yeah. I'll drive you there if you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Oh, man. Well, yeah, we, shit we, we live through. You know, we're lucky, man. A lot of people fucking get killed for nothing, you know? Or for dumb reasons, yeah. Even just like you hear the stories where like you're driving down the street with your kid and somebody else is trying to shoot somebody and you just happen to be in the wrong place the right time and the fucking straight bullet kills a kid or something, you know? It's fucking chilling. <laughs> just hanging out. Yeah. Trying to make it home so I can watch Pokemon. Pokemon. Bo- Pokemon. Pokemon. Got fucking shot in the knee. <laughs> got shot in the fucking kneecap. <laughs> uh, fucking Pokemon. Bo- Luis, how's it going with the uh, the Society of the Mustard Seed? Uh, honestly, like I have a lot of stuff I've been starting, but I've been guilty of like uh, not posting because it's not perfect, kind of thing. You know, I like. 
it's like yeah no i know you have to just put it out there and you have to just do stuff and nobody really cares i don't have no followers so it doesn't fucking matter you know but at the same time, I'm like, well, it needs this. Oh, I got to I gotta do this. Oh, I got to do that. And then True. it's just a cop-out to not fucking do anything. Not yeah. do something. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I thought the same thing, too, back in the day before starting this podcast. And I said, well, you know what? Nobody's going to listen to it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm like, well, nobody's going to even fucking look at it. Yeah. What am I stressing over four likes, four fucking faces they're going to see? It. Yeah. I mean, to my surprise, there's there's a few people that like it, enjoy the, the, the conversations we have and uh so I was like, all right, well, enough. Uh, a couple people, I guess, so I'll keep going for them. And then just kind of like whoever listens to it, they're just like, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty cool, I guess. So I listen to it. And I think it's the fact that they know that it's like local people. It's not like, you know, Joe Rogan and his pedestal or fucking people that they can communicate with. It's like yeah. so many comments or messages us. So like they'll usually get a shout out. And uh, we'll talk about it. But uh, anyways, uh, shout out to Jorge for being a subscriber. And also, I guess, Steph, because she subscribed as well to a monthly payment. So we're one step closer to getting Luis to butt chug some White Claws. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that you guys see it. Like, I want to do this. I am thirsty I want. for it. <laughs> I just want to see how drunk I can get off of one White Claw. That's interesting. Maybe we should just oh no 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 it's a it's a it's a thing we gotta we gotta raise the funds we can't just be like just do it and see what happens well unless you try to go viral you know we'll make a oh, TikTok true. account and all that and we'll post it all of us wearing fucking Oddfellas gear yeah yeah Oddfellas uh the O be your asshole <laughs> <laughs> then it winks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like super close up at first. So it's like when it's weak, you're like, what the hell? Is that? The, you pull out just enough <laughs> yeah. so you know what it is. <laughs> as soon as it's full pan, you just like drop the nuts. So it's like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh man, we can't. We we shouldn't be thinking of these things. That'd be that's too much. That, that that's too much. That's bro. for like the people who uh, subscribe to our. That's uh, for Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> yeah, if you if you give us money, you get that video. Yeah, that's that's the real that's the real video right there. Yeah, um, yeah, man. I got I got a bunch of stuff lined up. I have uh, well, we were talking about Nazi stuff earlier, and Vic, there's a guy named Victor Schauberger. He's a, a Austrian naturalist who, I think I might have mentioned before, he's like uh, the Nikola Tesla of water. He def- oh, he shit. found out that water has all these qualities that we never knew it had, and it, <clears throat> if it's moved a certain way, it can generate energy through like negative ions and he ended up finding a way to make propulsion systems not to the po- not to the way of propulsion how we know it but through vacuums like so hmm. if it's pushing a plane it's not really pushing it's pulling it forward you know right. do do vortex shapes mm-hmm. uh it's based off of all like the basically like when a water goes down the you know the spout and makes that vortex mm-hmm. He ended up coming up with like some supposedly some like anti-gravity system that ran off of like uh, basically the fundamentals of how turbulence, how water turbulence works, but he used it to manipulate the air. Mm. And through the use of negative space vacuums, he was able to make things lift and move around. And the supposedly the Nazis used his technology to build that UFO, what they call it, the bell? The Nazi the, bell? The Nazi bell. Mm. They used Victor Schauberger's technology oh, to build it. Um. But in the sense of like uh, he's he was a naturalist, he was able to use uh, 
just the way the water flows to create negative ions to say clean out a pond that had a lot of algae. Right. He oxygenated the pond that made it made it healthy for the fish and other things that we want, but not so much for the algae right. and little things like that. And uh, even the way waters run down pipes, it's mm-hmm. very turbulent. It's not the way natural water normally runs. Right. He created pipes that had a spiral indents in them, and it was able to be a narrow pipe, but it could flow as much as a larger pipe, right. you know, because there's no turbulence yeah, going yeah. down, you know. Little things like that, and I thought wow. it was really interesting. He's a, it's like a lesser-known person. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting research came out of the Third Reich. Yeah, for sure. Surprisingly. I mean, that's why Operation Paperclip was a thing. Uh-huh. Obviously, if you don't know, Operation Paperclip was the operation where the United States brought Nazi scientists to the United States to work for the United States because they had a vast knowledge and understanding of things that the United States was interested in, including but not limited to SR-71 Blackbirds and... uh B two or B three or B four spirits, bombers, F one seventeen, Nighthawks. Let's <laughs> go. Stealth technology. Yeah, all that stealth technology. Ra- radar. Well, I don't know if radar, but I think radar existed. Maybe they had better versions of it. Yeah, they had all kinds of. They, yeah, they're, they're pretty advanced, and so a rocket propulsion. Rocket pul- pro- propulsion. 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 For sure. That's where. Um, uh, what's his name? Um. Oh, Robert uh, Panson? No, that's the actor. <laughs> no, you're talking about uh, uh, he's the fucking physicist or something. Yeah, he's the uh, he's known as the father of modern rocketry. Yeah. And uh, but that guy worked with um a lot of uh guys that came from the Third Reich. But, uh, it, you know, that's when, obviously, I think NASA really took off in terms of, like, being a force to be reckoned with and going into space and going into uh, the moon and all of those things. So the the United States really jumped leaps and bounds in its rocketry development. But uh, I, I forgot the hell this guy's name is. Uh, Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons. And he, was, uh, he wasn't the father of modern-day rocketry. He was uh, a pioneer of rocket fuel. Mm. So he created the the formula for the rockets uh, of the fuel, and um, he was associated with the guy, of course, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, Hubbard, which is the the founder of Scientology. And uh, yeah, it, it, to me, it's just kind of weird how all of these people are kind of like tied in together, and. Uh, it just seems like the who's who of things that were happening back then were like all associated in one way or another to like occult magic. Yeah. Like and and by occult it's it's just basically just like um hidden knowledge, hidden understandings of things. It wasn't like the common you know, you the 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 standard uh, laws of physics. It was like there's something beyond those laws. There was something that can be manipulated beyond just uh you know, push shove reaction kind of thing but yeah one day we'll have to get really into that kind of shit we should we'll do an episode on uh jack parsons or maybe i'll do one for the society message either. another name to add to the list yeah for sure um yeah but the the ritual these people performed was uh, i mentioned it before but this was like fucking season one so nobody nobody listened then Hmm. Uh, it was called the the Babylon Working 
was a series of magical ceremonies and rituals performed from January to March 1940 by author, pioneer of rocket fuel science, uh, occultist Jack Parsons, and Scientology co-founder, no, Scientology founder, L. Ron Hubbard. The ritual was essentially designed to manifest an individual incarnation of the arch- archetypal divine feminine called Babylon. The project was based on the idea of Aleister Crowley and his description of a similar project in his 1917 novel, Moonchild. Wow. There's that place I've been wanting to take you to. It's uh, in L.A., the PRS Society or Philosophical Research Society, and it's all, remember I told you, it's like a, uh, all occult-related kind of stuff and people get together and talk about it and they have a lot of it, manly p hall found it out we founded the whole thing and uh i'm sure there's a lot of resources there yeah. oh definitely mm-hmm. we'll have to definitely get into any of that shit really investigate that shit because i'm really intrigued by all that shit i know a lot of things are connected to mm-hmm. and i've made a lot of wild accusations <laughs> but all baseless, really. <laughs> there's, n- <laughs> there's nothing to them. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Luis. I want to keep you up too late. I don't know what time you gotta. What time you gotta jerk the chicken? I'm always jerking, jerking the chicken. Well, I mean, besides all that, we had a nice little talk. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep this one short and sweet. Short and sweet so that you guys can get to work on time instead of circling around like Steph until the podcast is yeah. over. <laughs> always late. She's always late. <laughs> Why were you late for work again, Steph? I was listening to the fellas. I wanted to make sure I heard everything so I could critique them. Yeah, so I could critique them. I, would, I needed them to know. Uh, by the way, we appreciate your opinion. Uh, I love it when you tell me things that you like or don't like. So yes. keep it up. <laughs> keep it up for sure. And uh, I guess we will leave you with that on this one. And uh, remember, odd fellas never sleep. Well, actually, we're about to go to sleep. Uh, besides that, mentally, we'd never sleep. We're always woke. So stay woke, baby. Stay woke, cunts. Hmm. <laughs> I lie like a whisper. I lie. Don't you get clever